a Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hello, boys and girls, men and women, children of all ages. You are inside the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Race Tech. First things first, Rocky Mountain ATVMC is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side by sides, dual sport bikes, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping. It's easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for everyone out there, including me that just bought some stuff last week. Free shipping was here in two days. Awesome. So go hit up RockyMountainATVMC.com to go get all of your stuff. Thank you. Also, thank you to... The Dale Spangler at FlyRacing.com and everyone at Fly Racing for supporting the Kiefer Tested Podcast and jumping on board throughout the 2018 season here, because this is my season, the season of podcasting and testing and writing and cha what is it? Chapped ass is what I got right now. Lots of writing lately, so um go check out Fly Racing. Go check out their gear. Their mountain bike stuff, I just learned they have a street line out, um, Highway 21. Just learned about this yesterday on the Pulp Show. So please, go check out flyracing.com. Order some stuff, maybe through RockyMountainATVMC.com. And be cool, be best dressed, and wear fly racing. Please, that's what I do. Also, thank you to everyone at Racetech. I'm getting my Grom done up, people. I got a Grom for Christmas. Racetech is going to put a whole front spring kit, fork spring kit, um, on this sucker because the Grom is soft. I use the front brake and it bottoms out. Horrible. So Racetech offers all different kinds of stuff. If you have a Grom, check them out. They have some cool suspension stuff for that little sucker. Um, I'll be doing a podcast on that as well, so be on the lookout for that. Um but yeah, Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance and increased traction. Racetech products and services are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. If you don't like your stuff, call them back. They'll take care of you. Trust me. It's very hard to dial in a set of suspension on the first go-around. So for me, it takes one... I mean, if you're good, you can nail it the first setting if they have pretty good settings, which... Racetech does. I've experienced some Honda stuff. Um, a little bit right here, we're going to talk about Suzuki stuff. I'm working on some Kawasaki stuff. They have some good settings, so um, try them out. And if you're not happy with your first setting, call them back. They'll make it right for you. So please check them out at racetech.com. The Gold Valve Advantage, you heard me talk about the Honda, how great it is. Forget about what you thought five years ago about Gold Valves. New gold valve system. I'm all in on this thing. 
It's funny. Really quick story here before we go on this podcast. Chris Blows turned me on to Race Tech. He's like, just try him. I'm like, dude, I'm over it. I'm not going to try him. I've tried him a few years ago. I wasn't really happy with where I was at on the settings. He's like, Rob is there at Race Tech. Give him a try. I did. Now I eat my words because I was wrong. Just like on the JT Marvin Whoop saga, I was wrong. Honda stuff, excellent. I'm out here at my tracks, hard pack, choppy stuff. The Honda 450 is unreal. So give them a, give them a shout, racetech.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you, and uh, they'll hook you up. So, all right, that's enough. Four minutes of commercials, some reads, but I do have to thank those guys for helping me. And um, But we are here to talk about... Stay tuned. Hold on to your pants. <laughs> 2018 RMZ250. Now, I laugh because Suzuki's had some trouble with this bike for the past few years. It's not been doing very well in shootouts. Oh, I feel bad because it's not a horrible bike, and I really want to do this podcast because there are some people out there that hit me up about a Suzuki. Specifically, more about a 450, but a few that have a 250, um, an RMZ 250, that want some settings, that want to get to know their bike a little bit better, that want to have some modified parts put on their bike, but they don't know which way to go. So, this is the living with RMZ 250. Now, I haven't lived with this unit that long. I got almost 18 hours on this unit right now. And as of right now, um, James Zomerdijk from Thor Racing has this bike. He's putting some more time on it for me to check some more durability, which we will be talking about in this podcast. But I've put some hours on this 2018. However, when I was at Dirt Rider last year, I rode the 2017 RMZ 250 a lot. Um, I had this bike in my garage, and Dirt Rider gave me, I think, four bikes to test, really concentrate on and write about and ride, and RMZ 250 was one of them. So, obviously, the 2018, same, same. We are same, same. Not much difference there, folks. So, you guys can look at the specs, or more importantly, just the color. So, I'm going to give you guys some feedback on what I think about this bike, what I have done to this bike last year and this year, and what have I and what I've experienced overall with this bike. So the stock unit, it got sixth place in the shootout, in my shootout, and I think almost every shootout out there. Not because the bike is horrible, it's just the fork is a little atrocious to work with, doesn't feel the best on the track, and also the motor is not the fastest engine around in this class because when it comes to 250 four-stroke motocrossers you got to have a really fast engine you can mask a lot of stuff with your 250 if your bike's fast and suzuki doesn't have the best motor out there let's face it right we've been watching justin hill on the west coast people are blaming the bike which i think is false i don't think the jgr rmz 250 is slow you watch him justin when he comes out of corners he jumps Big triples, big combos, and the rhythm. So I don't think the bike is a hindrance for him. I think it's more him than the bike. So it gets a bad rap, just like the Yamaha did several years ago with James. So I do think 
there is some things that you guys can do out there that have these bikes to make it a little bit better. It's a very fun bike. Also, we had the ladies in our in our Kiefer Inc. Uh, testing shootout that really liked the Suzuki because it had good bottom end, which it does. Very friendly to ride, easy to, to maneuver because it corners so damn well. So there are some good traits about this bike that I like, and I don't think it's just a, a big N.O. when it comes to, hey, what bike should I get? This is not a bad option, especially right now. They have huge rebates on these bikes, and I think you can get a brand new RMZ, maybe a 17 and an 18 bike for high sixes. So that's very, very good. So Suzuki is a great option for you guys out there. And I know sometimes we make fun of the, the RM Army thing with Steve, but there's nothing really wrong with the Suzuki once you do some stuff to it. So again, bottom end to mid, this is more of a bottom end to mid um, engine feel. Doesn't have a lot of upper mid to top end over rev. This is a more short shifting type of machine. Chassis is a little bit stiffer. Fork is not that great. You get a little head shake on this bike. And cornering, I would say, I'm not, you know, I'll say it right now. I think it's the best cornering machine there is in the 250 class. That's not a stretch, right? You've been hearing Suzuki how well they corner for years. Suzuki kind of lost that in the 450 class, but in the 250 class, the RMZ250 is very good. It corners well. It makes guys that can't corner, or girls, that can't corner very well, makes it easier on them because it's very front-end steering biased and friendly. So that's basically uh, <laughs> a Suzuki all wrapped in to a quick two to three minute um, snippet here in the podcast. So if you guys are looking for a front-end steering machine, good bottom-end delivery, and you like bottom-end, you're a short shifter, Suzuki's good. So, things that I've experienced and lived with um, with the RMZ250. I have tried several mufflers, okay? I've tried almost every single muffler, because we had a muffler shootout at Dirt Rider. To me, the best two, and I always seem to go to these guys the most... And Pro Circuit as well. I know Pro Circuit has some good stuff for this bike. But for me, it's an already bottom to mid type of motor. The Yoshimura and the FMF mufflers keep that bottom end friendliness, like that RPM response snap, but it gives you extra mid to top. So those two mufflers complement this engine the best that I've experienced with. So if you guys are looking to put a muffler on that want a little bit more stretch, coming out of corners and you want to stretch your gear um, a little bit longer, the Yoshimir Muff and the FMF Muff are really good buys. I do like the Yoshimir just a little bit better for um, durability life. FMF seems to blow out a little bit quicker, around, like I said, 10 hours. The Yoshimir lasts about 13 to 14 hours, so you get a few more hours of lifespan with the muffler. And I'm pretty sure... Yoshimir still offers a rebuilding service, so you might want to check that out. I have heard FMF has gone away from that, so I know they sell repacking kits and things, So, but as far as their service doing it for you, they do not do that anymore. So the mufflers that I choose are those two, the Yosh and the FMF. I have tried a hot cam stage one cam, which was very good for this bike. It wakes it up. It 
it keeps the bottom end to mid, but gives you more top end, which this needs. So if you're just looking to put something in, drop a really easy, um, mechanically, drop in something that's it works, you're gonna feel it on the track. A cam is very good for this bike. It's cam friendly. This bike isn't compression friendly. Suzuki changed this, they had like over 80 internal changes to the 2016 version, right? So one of the things that they changed was engine drag. Um, and they did that with um, crank and some other things internally in the motor, but they also upped the compression um, to 13.75 to one. So going to a 14 to one, which I've tried, doesn't do much, but also gives you more engine braking and more bottom end and doesn't really do anything to the top end. So it's a kind of a wash for me. It's kind of a sideways move. So just keep, if you are going to replace your piston in this bike, just keep a stock compression. Uh, you can go to a Vertex or a Wiseco or J&E, whatever. I've used J&E pistons and Suzuki's before with really good results. But just use the stock compression. It likes stock compression. Just go there and get a stage one hot cam and that really kind of livens it up um, from mid to top and it also gives you a little bit more rpm response which is nice to have when you're popping out of corners because the bike is overall it's pretty heavy but when you get some more rpm response out of that cam it makes it feel even lighter and better in the corners so you guys can go check it out um i think hotcams.com or i think rocky mountain sells hot cam stuff you can go there uh, if you're looking for a little more juice. But yeah, stay away from the 14 to one because then you're gonna have to hit some race gas and you're gonna put more money into it. If you wanna do that, that's fine, but just know that you are gonna have to run race gas, it gets more expensive. And you're not gonna get that much more power. So save your money and maybe put in, leading to my next thing here. I talk about ignitions a lot. I've been running ignitions on my bikes here for, uh, I don't know, a few years. I wasn't really keen on running ignitions back in the day. I just had my stuff remapped. But then I started experimenting with Get and Vortex and these companies that have ignitions, and I've had really good luck with them, especially the Vortex on the Suzuki. It's going to get you some more bottom end, it's going to get you some more mid-range, and it's going to stretch out that over-rev. Guys, if you guys are looking for increased over-rev, the Vortex Ignition is where it's at. I think you're getting plus 700 RPM more, which is tunable. You can even adjust it more, but I think the safe for durability reasons, they go up 700, but 700 feels like a lot on this bike. Vortex runs about 600 bucks. I know C4MX sells them. A couple companies in SoCal do sell them, but I know C4MX sells Vortex Ignitions. There's a guy in, I think, Ontario, California, MT Racing, that sells Ignitions as well. Um, Vortex, sorry. And I've tried the Vortex last year at Dirt Rider and really liked it. So um, I just had a Yoshimura muffler, a Vortex Ignition, and a hot um, cam stage one. Dude, it was a fun bike to ride. And I would say, I would, dare I say, I would go race it locally and, and fare pretty well. I mean, I'm on the heavy side, but if you're a 150-pound kid riding this bike, dude, this thing ripped. It was fun. I really liked it. So it kind of leveled the playing field a little bit when you're riding a Yamaha YZ250F or a KTM. Those are, the, I mean, those are the engine packages of the 250 class. It really 
rivals those engines when you have the cam, the ignition, and the muffler. Yes, you're spending what is it, twenty five hundred bucks, two grand, but that is what gets you up to the playing field of those bikes. So, and it makes it fun, and you have a better cornering bike than those two bikes. The Suzuki Corner is better than the KTM and the the Yamaha. So, those three things right there are really good. It really wakes up the bike. The clutch sucks on this bike, and I'm sorry to be so blunt, but it fades, it goes away. I have to keep adjusting it at the lever. It's a nightmare. Put a Henson Racing clutch kit in it. Longer life. I'm not adjusting it as much. It withstands heat a little bit better. So if you are putting a little bit more power into this bike, please look into a clutch. I'm an advocate of Henson. No, they don't pay me. They don't do anything for Kiefer tested. Um, I'm just, I'm a big believer in their products. And I haven't had much time on Recluse stuff. Not to say that stuff isn't any good. But I need to work with those guys a little bit more and figure their stuff out. And uh, hopefully I'll be doing that in the future and get you more feedback on the Recluse stuff. But I know what works. I've worked with Henson in the past. A lot of their stuff's been on my project bike, stuff at Dirt Rider. So Henson, Clutch Basket, and the whole kit works really good on the Suzuki. So look into that. Hey, commercial time. Thanks for listening. If you guys want a comfortable shirt to go to the track or even a hoodie, you're cold, you want your chick to look cool, get some hats, shirts, hoodies, be a moto fan, be an off-road fan, go check out ruddedracing.com or if you guys are on Instagram, at ruddedracing. Clint and April make very, very comfortable shirts, hats, hoodies. They're helping out the bear for Supercross. That's right. Rutted Racing is helping out Tyler Bowers. They put money back into our sport, guys. So let's buy some stuff. They're helping us out. They're helping the Supercross riders out of the world. Let's go there and buy some stuff at Rutted Racing or RuttedRacing.com. Right now, it's 40 degrees in the high des. I am wearing a Rutted Racing hoodie, and it's badass. So go check them out. Thanks, guys. Also, don't forget... You know what's coming after Rutted Racing? ScreenPrintingDone.com. You know what's cool? Free stuff. You know that? Order 12 tees. Get 10 free t-shirts. When you order 12, buy a dozen, get 10. ScreenPrintingDone.com. They produce t-shirts, hoodies, hats, everything. You need t-shirts for your employees? Do you need t-shirts for your track? Or maybe a party you're having. You're having an Anaheim 1 party? Make us some t-shirts. Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. You know who else goes to ScreenPrintingDone.com? The 7 Deuce Deuce. I feel like he took ScreenPrintingDone.com from me. But nonetheless, he knows where to go, right? If it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. That's where I get all my Kiefer Inc. testing shirts. Go over there. Check them out. Mention Kiefer. When you order, 12. Get 10 for free. Later. The thing you guys can do that I've also tried at Dirt Rider um, is a big bore kit. Shocking that I know about big bores, right? <laughs> so the cam and the big bore kit, which is a Cylinder Works big bore kit, 269. You're going to get more bottom end with this big bore kit. But what you also get is better pulling power. And for me, if you're a vet guy or or even a, a girl that's going to WMA races, or if you have a daughter out there that just wants a little bit more power, 
and to have a little bit more traction because this is what this this kit does for some reason when I when I rode with it. It gives you more rear wheel traction, but also gives you more bottom and pull mid range and slightly better top end pull. You're not going to get a lot of top end pull, but you're going to get more pulling power out of corners, what makes it feel light and fun and more vet friendly. If you guys are racing the vet class out there looking for more power off the gate because you're racing against 450s, because most of the time vet classes are an open class. Very fun bike to ride. My recommendation, if you're going to do the big bore kit route, and let's say you're not doing the camp, okay? Let's say you're going RMZ 250, going to put a 269 kit in it. Go to the Vortex Ignition. Put a big bore kit in it and put that ignition in there. Dude, oh, I almost said a bad word. I'm seriously, guys, very fun bike. I was out, see, last summer. It just had a big thunderstorm out here in the desert. I went testing at one of my tracks. Hard pack, choppy, it rained, so it was nice, good dirt. But just big hills coming up and down the hills where you really have to stretch the you know the power out. The bike pulled so good through third gear with this kit and the ignition. I was so shocked. You know, I wrote about it in Dirt Editor. I wish I could tell you what month it is in, but um, it might be up on the website still. But man, I'm telling you guys, it was a blast to ride. And it revved and it pulled. So, big bore kit and Vortex Ignition, good combo for this bike. It likes that. I think that big bore kit kept the, the stock compression. So, just look into a big bore kit on this bike. Reliability on this thing was pretty good. I put at least, and if my memory serves me correctly, I put at least 15 hours on that kit. And this is me, guys, riding it. Riding the shit out of this bike out in the desert, pounding it because I was doing some suspension settings. And I rode it a lot because it was such a fun bike to ride and I could really corner the shit out of it. So I would go to these tracks and just school some of my buddies that I ride with out here because it was such a blast to ride and I could corner it so well and it pulled so damn well and I'm 170 pounds. So go check out a Cylinder Works Big Board Kit if you're in the you know if you're in that market and don't worry about durability. Those things are pretty damn durable, if not as good as stock stuff. So um, check that out. Those are the kind of things that I've worked with at the engine to make that engine more lively, and I really haven't hurt reliability. Let me touch on reliability a little bit on this bike. It's a Suzuki. It's going to fall apart, blah, blah, blah. I hear a lot of that shit, okay? Suzuki, I haven't had any really big problems with Suzuki's. Besides maybe one water pump failure two years ago, I've never had a seizure, a bottom end, a crank. Um, I've had little things go bad like chain sliders. I've had a chain break, a stock chain. Um, spokes are pretty damn good. They stay, they stay tight. The wheels stay pretty true. I mean, the spokes are way better than a KTM. I don't have to check them all the time. Um, the bike is not what it seems to be. It just gets a bad rap for durability. Maybe it was back five, six years ago. And people say, it feels cheap when I get on it. Yes, the fasteners aren't as good as Yamaha fasteners, Honda, KTM. But you just got to be a little bit more cautious when you're threading something in. You're not going to strip it out. The threads are a little cheesy on Suzuki's. But just be a little bit more cautious. Be careful. 
And I think this unit, this Suzuki, will last you a long time. So, again, I know we make fun of some stuff on Suzuki's, but durability isn't one of them. Durability has been pretty good. I know how fast I can ride. You change your oil constantly, 1040. Change your oil filter. Check your air filter. Make sure it's not sucking dirt. And this thing will last a long time. Just quick on the air filter. You can take the backfire screen out. It's not going to make a huge difference. It gives you a little bit more RPM response. And I usually go with the twin air filter. Not a huge difference, but yeah. I mean, you guys out there most of the time ask me, hey, can I take my backfire screen out? Yes, of course. It doesn't really do anything. I've never caught a bike on fire because of it. Knock on wood. <laughs> so um, that is safe. Now, moving on to the suspension, it's tough. I have ridden... This bike I've been riding right now has been stock suspension. So I can give you a, a stock setting for you guys to try. KYB PSF2, not my favorite fork. If I had to choose between a PSF2 or a SFF TAC fork, whew, that's a t <laughs> You're holding a gun to my head. I, man, I would say slightly I would pick a KYB PSF2. Would I be happy? No, I wouldn't be happy. But I do have a setting that you guys can try. So stock pressures are 35. Tried running a little lower pressure. I'm 170 pounds without gear. I still run a 33 PSI setting in that fork. Uh, the compression is 8 out. Now, with the rebound, because they got two settings, I have a low and a high. The low rebound setting, 14. And the high rebound setting at 14 as well. Important to run your fork height. I didn't say height. For those of you guys out there, Nazis about that. Fork height, two millimeters. Suzuki likes their fork high stock. Drop that sucker down a little bit because that Suzuki is a little bit twitchy. You get a little head shake, especially with this PSF2 fork. Drop it down. Experiment from two millimeters to flush. Okay? Drop that sucker down to flush. Try it out. You want a little bit more cornering ability? Go up to two millimeters. That's the best fork setting that I've tried. Now, for those of you asking me, hey, have you tried anybody's valving on this? Yes. I went to Factory Connection at Dirt Rider. They did it up. Very good setting. I had some more comfort on that light bump where this fork sucks, where you're on acceleration and you're hitting that light, square, edgy stuff. Always kind of felt a deflection. That kind of was cut in half with the valving that the factory connection did. So it did make a good bit of difference if we're rating it on a testing scale. Stock is a 3. I would say factory connection fork setting, 3.5. Now the shock, I don't have a huge complaint with the shock. I felt like it was soft. Um, I do run 105 millimeters of sag. So... That is important. If you guys are running a lower sag to try to get it better for straight line, you're going to have more problems with the fork being deflecty than it's going to help. You would think it would help dropping the rear a little bit for stability, but it doesn't. So really try to keep that number at 105 millimeters. And I've experienced with many you know, clickers slowing the rebound down. I do slow the rebound down a little bit. You guys can experiment at home. One to three clicks slower stiffen the shock for me i'm 170 pounds two to three factory connection did some valving stiffen it up put a little heavier spring on it for me was much better 
had a better balance um, ride attitude. It, like I said, um, head shake wasn't as bad with the FC setting. So if you guys are looking for someone um, that's a little bit better and you can be you know slightly happier, I would look into factory connection because that's what I've ridden with, I've had experience with, so that's what I can recommend to you guys. Now, if we're talking about testing terms between the stock shock and the factory connection setting, I didn't notice as big of a difference. So if we're working with a three on the stock setting and the shock, I would say maybe a three plus for an FC setting. I have tried links. So if you're on the link game, Ride Engineering has a good link. One, I think it's a little, if it's, I'm pretty sure it's a one millimeter length, which he's pretty good about trying all different types of lengths. Tried this, it helps settle that rear end down a little bit coming to corners. I ran with the link now 103 to 104. I tried 103 with the link, one millimeter, and fork height at two millimeter, and I liked that balance the best. Now that is with stock suspension. I didn't run the ride engineering link with the FC suspension. I ran a stock link. So if you guys are out there with the new bike, you want to make that that thing settle down a little bit and get a little bit less head shake along with my settings I just gave you, try the link. And like I said, it doesn't matter. If you find someone with a one millimeter length, you can go to ride or you can go to if Factory Connection has one or whoever, Pro Circuit, find out where you can get the best deal. But if you go to Ride Engineering, mention Kiefer-20, you get 20% off. But I'm not here to tell you guys where to go. I'm just saying one millimeter is the key length here. So try looking for that. That helps settle that, that front end down a little bit, less head shake, still corners really well. So make sure you guys look into the, to the Ride Engineering link or the one millimeter length link, whoever sells that. Going to the chassis. Oh, man. So, again, this is a little bit Honda-esque. Last year, when I do go out to the test tracks and it's hard pack late in the day, I do feel the rigidity of this chassis. Not as bad as in years past, but basically this, this frame hasn't really changed that much, if at all, since 2010. So we've been working with a long time here. Next year, I feel like we're going to see a new 250. It's going to be similar to the 450. And hopefully they'll get some more power out of this sucker and uh, be a little bit better for you Suzuki lovers out there. Real quick, I do not think Suzuki's going out of business for those of you guys saying, oh, they're dropping the excuse me, they're dropping the prices and oh, they must be going out of business, right? No. Suzuki's are here to stay. I do not, I'm pretty sure guys, that I don't think they're gonna drop the dirt bike brand and say screw it. So don't freak out just because someone's dropping their prices. They just want to push these bikes out. And maybe Suzuki noticed, hey, bikes are expensive. You know, ours aren't selling that well. So let's try to do something and uh, bump start our sales. So um, just calm down out there for people that are freaking out about Suzuki's leaving. So the chassis, MX-52 tires suck balls. I hate them. Never liked them. For some reason, Dubok loves them. I was talking about Dubok the other day. He was like... Dude, this is a great tire, front tire. I'm like, you are on crack, dude. Like, there is no way. Like, if it's greasy, slimy, hard pack, you know, dry slick or wet slick, I just don't ever get a good feeling on that front tire. So I go to a Dunlop MX-3S or 
Michelin star cross five soft either or I still get a very good positive front end feeling but you're going to get so much more positivity if you get rid of that crappy front tire and put a good front tire on that grabs so again Dunlop MX3S Michelin star cross five soft right now MX3S is on the bike so much better I do not know why Suzuki didn't go to that stock hopefully next year they do gearing now when we're working with a stock motor I would say 1349 stock is fine you're working with a little bit more power hence you have a big bore kit a cam an ignition any one of those uh, let's just say you have a cam get a 1348 on there it stretches the top end out a little bit more gives you a little bit more pulling power on those long straights and it doesn't really take away anything off the bottom which that's the key to the Suzuki is that bottom end snappiness doesn't take away from that so try 1348 for those of you guys out there to have a little bit more oomph in your engine and I think you'll like it a little bit better towards the mid to top fuel VP I'm a big fan of VP fuels I haven't tried much other that are consistent I've tried other brands of fuel that are less consistent so if you're running pump gas that's fine 91 great if you're looking for a good fuel to run in your Suzuki that burns clean VPT4 is what I run I was on the T4 E train they're not doing it so back to T4 we go which still is a good fuel not as good as T4 E but for whatever reason VP decided to shit can that project and I think it's, I don't know the the ins and outs of that reason, but um, it could be a little bit political, it could be some government issue, I have no idea, or the blend, but we're back at VPT4, which is just fine, I have pails of it in the garage, that works really well, um, makes the bike run a little bit cleaner. As you know, Suzuki's run a little bit dirty feeling, when I say dirty, it's kind of like um, a rich sensation, so I always run the lean coupler in this bike if you have a stock ignition of course so lean coupler with the big bore kit you know or with the cam I run the white coupler so stick with that you'll get some better bottom end and you'll get a little bit more pull through the mid to top so um, those are the things that I've experienced with this bike those are my suggestions to you guys out there that that have this bike um, you can always hit me up at chris at keferinktesting.com for any questions about this motorcycle I'm actually going to go ride this bike next week with James um, so we'll be down at Paula ripping around handlebars, stock handlebars are eh, you guys can, it's up to you guys what you want to do, I don't like the bend of the stock handlebar, the grips are atrocious, they hurt my hands, I'm a fan of stock grips, usually I like a Yamaha stock grip but the Suzuki stock, grip, uh, stock grips are harsh maybe it's the bar and also, this thing vibrates a little bit more than another 250. So I've put other bars on it, Pro Taper, so to speak, and I get less vibration. So I know it comes with a Renthal fat bar, but I do not know if it's a standard um, wall thickness. I'm going to measure that and get back to you guys on that. But usually you want to stick to a 4 millimeter thickness. Sometimes um, when these bars are made, they're not the same spec as the ones that you would normally buy from Renthal you know, if you go buy an you know, aftermarket bar for your bike because they mass produce these bars for the production line. So they might not be to spec as some of these other rental bars, fat bars that are out there that you can go buy, you know, at your local dealer or whatever. So 
Um, I go to, if I'm on a Pro Taper bend, I go to either a YZ High bend or SX Race Evo bend. So that's no crossbar. I do not want a crossbar on this. If you guys are crossbar lovers, SX Race is good. Renthal guys out there, I use an 827 bend fat bar and I cut it um, five millimeters total. No, I'm sorry. I cut it four millimeters on each side. So a total of eight, eight to nine millimeters I cut because I want an overall 801 millimeter length. A lot of these Renthal fat bars come in 811 millimeters. 811 millimeters, too long, too wide, hurts my cornering ability. It kind of throws off my... I guess I could say throws off how I ride because I feel like my arms are out too wide. So um, I do not like that. So I cut them back down to 800 to 801. That's always a good length to look at when you're looking at bars. So when you guys are studying bars, um, make sure the length is right around 800 to 801. That's a good moto length. Woods guys out there, obviously you guys might want to cut them down a little bit shorter, but I wouldn't do that um, in much more. I wouldn't cut it much more than 800. So that's a good uh, overall length. So again, that's the RMZ250. I still feel like it's a good bike. I know I give Steve some shit about his RMZ450, but Suzuki... They have a good product. They just need a little bit of them. They need a little bit more motor. And doing these things to the engine makes it a really good bike to ride. Durability, Suzuki's not the best, but they're not crappy motorcycles. They're good. They last a long time. You take care of your motorcycle, it'll take care of you. So just know that. Um, all these new bikes are really good. You have to tailor make them how you like them. And I feel like you'll be happy with whatever it is. And if it was Suzuki for me, I would, if my kid's getting older and he's getting off a 125 two-stroke, I'd put him on a Suzuki. Corner's easy. It's friendly. He can uh, throw it around. It's not intimidating up on top end. So, ladies, if you're looking for a good bike, Suzuki, check him out. And if you want to save some money, go look at it, man. They have great rebates right now. And they got pretty good contingency. I just did a contingency article that's up on pulpmx.com. So RM Army, they're working on it. Chris Wheeler over there is really trying to get this brand back in gear. And uh, I approve, man. So just do some work to your Suzuki 250s and they'll, and they'll work really good. So again, thanks for joining me. Thanks for supporting my sponsors here. Make sure you guys go check out ruddedracing.com to get some shirts and hoodies and hats. I'm sure you guys heard, um, heard the commercial here. Uh, ScreenPrintingDone.com, mention Kiefer, get 10 free shirts. And also, you know, don't forget about RockyMountainATVMC.com, Fly Racing and Racetech. Thank you. Go support those people. Keeps this podcast up and running for me to talk to you and say height. See, height. That really bothers me. People notice that. I guess it's kind of good. It helps me with my grammar and my speech. Right, really enunciate like maybe uh, Jeff Emick should do sometimes. So, anyway, thank you for joining me. Hit me up at chris at keferinktesting.com if you have some questions. Thank you for joining me. It's fun. Stay tuned. We've got some off road stuff coming up. Off road guys, rejoice. Thanks for joining me. See you guys. <laughs>